0: Hallelujah. Praise God. We are uh, experiencing just a moment of uh, technical difficulty. You know, our network decided to freeze up on us, and so we are working on that. So, if you are Live streaming with us. Just understand we will be back with you shortly. Praise God. All righty. Praise God. My daughter said it's back on to the Facebook Live there, so if we can get them connected there, we'll be good. All righty. Happy Mother's Day. It is so good to see everybody here today. Um, I think it's only appropriate to have a good um, uh, story uh, to start our, our, our Mother's Day event off. So um, this one is titled, um, I Know CPR. So my mother had just finished taking a CPR class at a local college, when she and I were in the mall and saw a big crowd gathered around a still body. Mom took off running at, uh, at a speed I didn't know she could muster. Yelling, everyone back, I know CPR. Just as she threw herself next to the body and was about to begin, a pair of strong hands pulled her to her feet. Ma'am, said a police officer, we are trying to arrest this man. So... Just a little humor there. We are uh, so glad that you are here, and uh, it's definitely easier to tell a joke when there's people here laughing. Um, Praise God. And if you're laughing online, it's just as funny as if you were here. So, for those of you that are noticing me in these uh, yellow and orange stickers, um, we have a, a color code going on. If you are visiting with us and you are not Are comfortable shaking hands or hugging someone we want to invite you to wear one of the green stickers it just lets us know that you just want someone to say hello to you and so that is okay we want you to feel comfortable with what is going on we uh, we believe God is uh, continuing to manifest himself in this moment uh, that we're in today and that is what led me to this message um So many people have talked about getting back to normal. How many of you have heard that? You know, getting... How many of you have honestly thought, man, can we just get back to normal? But um, let me just say, normal is not all it's cracked up to be. Because what the world labels as normal... is not necessarily what we should be pursuing. And so I've titled today, Who Wants to Be Normal Anyways? And uh, I want to challenge you to, not, to lo- not forsake the things, the lessons that we have learned this last five, six weeks of time that we've been doing uh, stay-at-home orders and things. And I know some of you work in, in a, a essential areas such as... Um, fire or, or nursing or different areas like that, and you've had to continue to go out. Um, but I want you to understand that we have learned a lot of valuable lessons over this last period of time. I think we learned some things that really we had forgot. For instance, I have spent more time at home over the last six weeks than probably the last year and a half. <laughs> you know, if I be honest, you know, I mean, I've spent more time at home. Uh, I've been very intentional about that. Um, for the first time since um, since I went to Bible college, back in 1980, 1986, 1986, that's a couple years ago, for the first time I have watched service with my family on a Sunday morning together for four weeks in a row. Now, since 1986, that hasn't happened. I haven't sat with a group of people watching service like that. And so it has been wonderful sitting around, and I didn't, I, I mean, I was in shorts and a t-shirt or a sweatshirt most mornings, so, and you're not going to see me dress like that on a Sunday morning, um, but I, you know, had a cup of coffee, just sitting there enjoying the service. We had interaction as a family, talking with the grandboys. I mean, we worshiped together. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was exciting to see what we were doing. And, and our reach, you would be amazed at the extension of our reach through our online services. This last week, as I was looking at some of the statistics um, our, our, our YouTube channel alone, which today, because we're streaming live on Facebook, we don't have the ability to pull it up and uh, uh, show all that information here, but our YouTube channel showed that there were 250 views where they watched the full service. 250. That was YouTube alone. On, on Facebook, we were up over 300 people that had viewed the service. So you look at over 500 people uh, last week have been viewing our service. What, what a reach. Now, we've got people, uh, JP's friend from India has been catching our service and commenting on it. Now, when we're doing a 10.30 service, what time in the morning did you say it was for him? 10.30 at night. So he's, he's getting together, and he had gotten his group together to watch uh, JP's service that day, and then we had the, the snafu with the uh, technology and stuff, but... Uh, But we are extending our reach around the world through this new opportunity. And so we should never look at this and say, man, what in the world is happening? And yet in the midst of this, God has allowed us to reach more people and to be very focused on family time. And it has also taught us the value of people. (laughs) How, <laughs> our seniors have been talking about that, you know, that they have just missed being. They haven't even been around their families because their families have been protecting them and things like that. But I'll tell you what, it has taught us the value of every single life, every single opportunity we have to be together with someone. And, and those are lessons that we should never forget about is how important. See, God has said we're supposed to be about people. You know, that's, that's what church is all of. It's, a, it's the body of Christ gathering together, worshiping together. And some of you have been very intentional about connecting um, through um, phone calls or text messaging or uh, even you've, we've had so many that have connected in our Zoom meetings and all those things. They have been fantastic and we've loved all those connections. But the the lessons that have been learned is that we need each other. And so we don't want to forget about that. And and it really led me to this passage out of Philippians chapter 3, picking up at verse number 7. The Apostle Paul was speaking, and, and I felt that this was so appropriate for us today. Philippians 3... 7 through 14 it says but what things were gained to me these i have counted loss for Christ yet indeed i also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my lord for whom i have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that i may gain Christ and be found in him having not my own righteousness which is from the law But that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead, pressing toward the goal, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I pray today that you would help us to learn the lesson that Paul was trying to teach the people and that it would be just as valuable for us today. Help us to open our eyes to see, our ears to hear what your Spirit is saying. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Our focus cannot be about trying to recapture anything from the past, but about continuing to discover the new things that are before us. And here is something that as I read this this week, I I really came to understand it in a a new way because of what we've experienced. The first thing was a mental disposition, a, a mental attitude that Paul had. He says, I do not count myself to have apprehended. In order for Paul to deal with the challenges at hand, he had to acknowledge that he was not done. When Paul said that he had not apprehended that which he was focused on, living for, calling for, he was saying that I have not captured it. I have not fulfilled that which is set before me. I'm not done. I think so many times in life that we come to a place and we settle in. We, we try to accept That what we've accomplished is where we're at, is all there is, is we've finished. And, And Paul is saying, listen, God has more for me to do. God has more for me to accomplish. I am not done. I have not completed it. I have not finished. And let me just extend that to you. You're not done. God's not done with you. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know the things that you're personally struggling with, the things that you are dealing with, but the one thing I know to be true is God is not done with you. You may, you may have fulfilled one piece of what God has called you to, but that is not the fullness of all of God's calling on your life. God has so much more for you to do, to be part of. And so I want to encourage you to begin to take this next step that Paul talks to us about. As he says, you're not done, he said, I'm not apprehended, I've not captured it, but he said, this is what I do, and I think these are important steps for us all as we move forward. Number two, he says, forgetting those things behind. Our memory needs to be short when we are looking at the task before us when it is difficult and challenging. Sometimes the things of our past negatively affect our future and the things that God has for us because we are so fixated on all the things that have just happened. Now, there are people that are afraid of this virus still, and I'm not telling you it doesn't have a a serious element to us. But Scripture tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear we, sh- we should never operate with a-, a spirit of fear, regardless of what is going on around us. We need to have this level of confidence that God is able to keep that which has been entrusted to him, which, if you are walking in relationship with Christ, is all of you. And so when we made the decision to uh, stay at home for those that period of time, it wasn't out of fear. It was out of honoring what our, our, our government was asking us to do for a period of time. and And we feel that we've honored that and that's why we're gathering together in person today. We've got stations set up for uh, hand sanitizer. We're, we're having people who are, you know, spread out. And so we're trying to utilize these, this system that we have that we can still worship together. And that's, that's what we want. But we don't want to operate with fear. And sometimes the past, all it does is bring about a fear for the present. And so we can't allow the past... To influence our decisions today. Our conduct cannot be regulated nor influenced by the past. In in a sense, I mean, it is supposed to inform some of the things that have not worked, but it isn't to dictate the things that we're doing today. Now, I am thankful that we have learned some valuable lessons over the last, you know, six weeks, six years, 60 years for those of you who have been around that long. And, and I pray that you're not doing some of the th- same things. You know, it's like that thing, you know, my leg when I, hurts when I do this and they th- tell you what? Don't do that. You know, how many of you said that to your kids, you know? You know, you hit your hand, your thumb with a hammer that hopefully you learn not to do the next time, right? You, you try to make some alterations in the things that bring about pain. Pain is meant to teach us lessons. But it's also meant to make us aware that we're alive. So just think every time you hit your hand with a hammer, it lets you know you're still living, right? That's a, that's a good thing, you know? Every time you have an ache and a pain, it tells you you're still alive. So we need to be able to forget about those things that are behind us in the sense that they are trying to dictate how we live today and stop us from living. The Apostle Paul had probably more than most people that would have influenced him to stop focusing or stop pressing in. When you start hearing all the things the Apostle Paul suffered... It would be enough to tell someone, listen, you've done enough. And yet he was not willing to allow all the things of his past to influence the decisions of his current moment. And that's where we need to be. We need to push in. And that's really where these next steps really begin to help us uh, understand what God is saying. The third uh, fill-in on your sheets there is reaching. Reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I am not a Greek scholar. And there is a Greek word here, and I almost put it in writing for you, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it. It's like, you know, 18 characters long. But the Greek word actually points out, or deals with this strong exertion made in the race. Every muscle Every nerve is being tensed up, it's exerting, it's, it is putting forth uh, this, this level of effort as the person is running, reaching for the prize. Reaching. They want to win. And the Apostle Paul says, um, at this place in your life, you need to live in such a way where you're reaching for the prize. You're, you're, you're exerting yourself. There needs to be some tension in your body. This isn't time for us to relax and to quit. This is time for us to begin to reach for that which is ahead of us. Now, he didn't say to pull from backwards. He said, reach for the things that are in front of you. The things that are in, that, the things that are before us. That's what we're striving for. See, that's a lesson. We forget about the past and we begin to reach for those, those things that are ahead of us. Now, anybody who has ever uh, endured any type of sports training or athletic training, they understand that there are setbacks, that there are times in the midst of their um, whatever sport it is, they can come to a place where they plateau, and and it becomes frustrating. Um, Where we lived at in Sturgis, they they had a a football team that struggled to win a game. Ten-plus years, they had not won a football game. Now, you, you want to talk about frustrating. Now, the challenge is you've got to get kids to keep showing up, right? Now, there are those that wouldn't go out because they didn't want to be part of a winning team. But there were others that they wanted to be, they wanted to be that team that would break the, the lost streak. And, and when, the, when Sturgis won, there was celebrating... Uh, in, in the stands, people were so excited. They rushed the field after the game because they had broke that thing and then they won a few more games that year and the next year they won a few more. And And the thing was they couldn't give up just because they had hit, hit this, this place in life where they weren't being successful. They weren't winning. They had to, They had to keep reaching for something more ahead of us. How many times have we settled for a way of living because it has gotten difficult or because we have not been able to get beyond a spot. So we settle and think, well, this must be all there is. Well, you know, some people, you know, we are blessed that our state has, has said churches are essential and, and they could begin to worship again. There are some states that have forbid their churches from worshiping. There are some states that are saying, listen, nothing until October this year. No outside events, no restaurants. No. I mean, there are some that it's just so overwhelming and people are saying, listen, life as we know it is over. And they're giving up. But we don't have to give up. We don't have to lose hope because our hope is not based in the things of this world. Our hope is based in Christ. And so when we, when we begin to press in when we begin to reach for the goal, the things that are ahead of us, it allows us to keep our focus in the right place. Paul, and 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 you'll notice that each one of these words, it's like Paul's saying the same thing, and and there is actually a, a teaching method that is part of that when it's utilizing a, a different word with a slightly different variation to communicate the same point. What the apostle Paul is is layering the amount of effort that is supposed to take place on on behalf of believers in order to accomplish what is set before him. He's emphasizing this by using different words that have a slightly different meaning. And so, and then he says that we need to, and after he says that we need to reach, then he says we need to press, pressing for the mark. Now this word press, again, has a a, a nice Greek uh, word for it. But the Greek literally means "I pursue along the line." This is a reference to the white line that marked the ground in the stadium from the starting place to the goal, on which the runners were obliged to keep their eyes fixed, for they also tran— for they who transgressed or went beyond this line did not run lawfully and were not crowned, even though they got first to the goal. And so in saying this pressing on is this thing is we have these parameters, we have these boundaries that God wants us to stay in, and he wants us to run this race with such a level of intensity and still honor the things that have been placed with around us. In some ways, that can be the request that was made of us not to meet for a period of time. We still ran the race and we honored the boundaries that were established. And we're still moving forward. We're not giving up. We're not losing hope. And by all of you gathered here today, we understand that we still have excitement to gather together and to continue to move forward in the things that God has. We're pressing in. But this is about us honoring the things that God has called us to do. Now, what is the first thing that God has called us to do? It's to love Him, right? Has your love for God Decrease because you were worshiping at home. So, so you, can, you can truly say that you honored the first of our commandments, loving God. And then the other thing is loving people. Have you le- learned to love people more or less be- because you've been at home? More. So we are fulfilling even to a greater capacity the things that God has called us to because of what we have been made aware of in this period of time. So we are we are pressing on. We're staying in the parameters that God has set. We're not ignoring people. We are we are honoring people. We're loving people. We're keeping our eyes fixed on the prize. The prize is that we are doing the things that God has called us to do which is reaching people. This building we became even more aware of is just a building. You are the church the most important thing that we have to do is to reach more people. And we've been able to do that and will continue to do that in the the years ahead of us because we have opened our eyes to new things. And even with these little hiccups in our technology, it does not prevent us from accomplishing what is set before us. Jesus, as he was approaching the latter portion of his life, said he kept his eyes fixed on the cross, on the, on the things that were before him, on the joy that was set before him. He kept his eyes fixed, his gaze. He was staying within the boundaries that were established by his father to run the race that was set before him. Now, we're all running a race, whether we realize it or not, and we need to run in such a way to win. I am all about winning. I love winning a race, but I also like winning a race fairly. Have any of you ever lost a competition because someone cheated? Now, I've done that before. I've I've had somebody win because they didn't honor the rules. They cheated. And it doesn't make us feel good. God wants us to run And to honor the rules that have been set for us. He wants us to reach people, but he doesn't want us to do it dishonestly. God wants us to reach people because we love them. You know what? I have prayed for each one of you. And as I I know we have others that are watching with us on Facebook this morning, Uh, I've been praying for Jerry and Martha. You know, they've been home for a long period of time and were we're wanting to be with us today, but they just had a a little uh, cough and some stuff going on and they felt like they needed to be home right now. Paul and Donna. Paul's got some stuff going on and, and he's wanting to be here, but he also understands that he doesn't want to put himself into position where he compromises some things that are going on in his own life. Kevin and Jamie. They want to be here, but they have so many things that are going on right now in their lives that they need to make sure they're protecting things. And so you need to keep lifting them up. Debbie Stanley, you know, she is praying. She is, you know, she is here part of those things, and she wants you to uh, you want to lift up Debbie in the midst of all these things. So I want to encourage you to lift up those that are part of our, our fellowship that are not able to be with us, Continue to call their name out before God because we want to see God do something significant in their lives. But it keeps us, it means that we have to do the things that the Apostle Paul was instructing us to do, forgetting what's behind, reaching for the things that are ahead, pressing for the mark, because we want to see people experience the fulfillment of the things of God. And my last scripture for you today is Isaiah 43, 19. And I love this passage because uh, as, I, as we were singing the Waymaker the, today, it really stood out to me about the, how powerful this, this passage is. Forty three nineteen says this, For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. God is doing something new in our midst, and we have the opportunity to be part of that. We have the opportunity to experience that newness, and it means that we have to open our eyes and see some of the great things that God is doing or trying to do in our midst. Church, I'm excited that you're here with us today. I love seeing your smiling faces. Uh, there is something about God's house being full of worshiping people. You guys sounded better today than you've, sung, you've sounded over the last six weeks. Now, you may have been singing at home. I just couldn't hear it. But I am so glad that you were worshiping with us today. And as we prepare to close, I want to be able to pray for people that... God would be able to touch them and bless them, that he would be able to help them to see a way out in the midst of all the things that are going on. For those that are worshiping with us online, um, just understand that God can touch you right where you're at. And so, church body, if you would bow your heads with me and let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I am so thankful that your presence has not diminished because of a pandemic. Your presence has not diminished because your people didn't gather in a building. Actually, your presence has increased in the midst of this time because in the midst of this, people have called out your name more than ever before. People in the midst of their uncertainties found an anchor, something to hold on to that gave them the ability to steady themselves in the midst of the challenges and trials that are before them. And so we thank you. And today we lift up all of those that are not able to be with us We lift up Debbie Brown in the midst of her challenges that she has, and we pray that you would touch her in her body and be with her family. We lift up Jerry and Martha. We pray that you would bring healing to their bodies. We lift up Kevin and Jamie, that you would touch them. We lift up Michael and Tia. Father, we thank you for uh, baby Isaiah. We thank you for this new life. We thank you for what you've done to um, bring about this, this new life, and we pray that as Isaiah is continuing to grow and develop, we thank you for health and wholeness, and we pray that you would continue to be with him. For Chad and Katie, as Katie is uh, uh, nearing a delivery of her baby here in June, and we're thankful for everything going well. We just pray you'd be with them. Help them to experience your presence. Um, bring health and healing and wholeness to them. Father, I I pray for uh, Erin Evans and her family that you would be with them through the the work that they do and she does in the nursing home there and, and all the people that she touches for you. Father, as my mind just is unable to pull every name, but Father, you know the names of each one. And I pray, I lift them up to you, Father. I pray that you would do something significant in their life to reveal your presence to them. Father, I also pray right now that you would help us to each one individually to keep moving forward in the things that you have for us, reaching for the goal, pressing in, staying within the boundaries that you've set for us individually, but not giving up, not turning back, not quitting, not allowing us to think we've arrived, but keep moving forward. I pray for those that are in the midst of a difficult time that you would be the way maker. I pray your blessing on each one today. Thank you for this time in your house. Thank you for each one who's gathered here. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Praise God. We are going to pray over our offering, and uh, ushers, if you would come. If you're giving online, um, your slide is available that gives you our giving platform so you can access that information. So let's pray over our offering. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give, and we pray your blessing on this offering, that it would be multiplied to meet the needs of your kingdom. We thank you for the faithfulness of your people. We pray your blessing on it. We ask for this in your name. Amen. As it is Mother's Day, we do have some plants that we have uh, purchased for moms, and uh, we wanted to bless you today, uh, give you something uh, to bring about some new life. And so there are, there's various kinds of plants out there, some rosemary and basil and tomato and some different kinds of peppers. And, um, and so we're, uh, we're inspiring your green thumb uh, to uh, be able to grow some fresh vegetables and uh, um, So Tabitha's getting those set up for us on the outside table, so once you leave the uh, church doors, they're on that table out there, and uh, we invite all of our moms to pick up a plant as they're heading through, and uh, we just are so excited that you were able to be with us today. God bless you. Love on one another today.